Hello and welcome to the EMG podcast. I'm Isabella O'Brien, your host, and today I'm once again joined by Michaela Byrne, my fellow content and editorial assistant for Gold. How are you today, Michaela? Really good, thank you, Isabel. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, So today on the podcast, we're going to be chatting about mental health in the workplace. Uh, One of our writers, Kirsty Turner, wrote an article around this subject called Farmer's Internal Duty of Care. And what we really want to know is what positive steps have there been in the right direction to supporting employees' mental health in the workplace? We've heard a lot about pharmaceuticals' role in producing medications, but let's flip it and look at it from the inside and see what companies like this are doing to support their employees in their careers mentally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's important for all industries, including pharma, to be focusing on cultivating working environments that are conducive to better employee mental health across the board. And hopefully today we can show how this is in everybody's best interest because the motivations don't just have to be benevolent ones um, because they do also make good business sense. As we're talking here today, uh, the Mental Health Club here at EMG hosted their first ever Mental Health Club breakfast. So it feels quite a fitting day to be discussing this subject with you. Yeah, definitely. It was a really important initiative that we had here and it was really good to discuss between departments all the things we can do for our mental health. And I think you'll agree that these kind of discussions need to be normalised. What do you think has contributed towards this change? We're seeing a lot more of this now. Yeah, a few things. Um, Certainly the ability of social media can't be underestimated. We hear a lot about the negative impact of social media on people's mental health, which is completely valid. Um, But by virtue of it being a way for people to connect and share experiences, people have realized that they're not alone and uh, it's created a sort of shared sense of solidarity if you will Mm. so other factors that have helped this shift are just the basic advances in neuroscience we've seen and a greater understanding of psychology it's really easy to forget that as recently as 10 years ago conditions like bipolar depression anxiety and even ptsd weren't understood and consequently weren't always accepted as legitimate so the fact that we do now have the language by which to discuss these things is enormous Yeah, absolutely. I think that's had a huge impact. Having the language to process and articulate these kind of feelings and thoughts is really important. I mean, how can you expect to act on something you can't verbalise or maybe you don't fully understand yourself? Um, No doubt. I think it's something we always sort of forget. You know, even if someone looks like a high flyer and they've got it together, they too might be suffering from mental health problems. So it is really important to have these conversations and check in on colleagues and friends. Yeah, I mean, it's unavoidable, um, down to the simple fact that we do spend an average of around a third of our lives at work, which is quite a sobering thought, but um, it's a huge determinant um, of our employee satisfaction and happiness, which, of course, impacts and affects work quality and overall productivity. So, I mean, in this year, the World Health Organization officially recognized um, burnout as a diagnosable disease, Mm. which is directly caused by chronic workplace stress. Yeah, it's definitely something that has a significant impact. Do you think workplaces, you know, like a pharmaceutical company, have an internal duty of care, like Kirsty's title, to their employees? Is it partly their responsibility to ensure? Yeah, so um, workplaces obviously shouldn't expect to take full responsibility or be, tra- be trying to cure something as complex as mental health. But um, certainly there should be an expectation that 
a workplace or a company cares about their employees and they obviously want them to be at their optimum. Mm. So to give you some statistics, um, from 2015 to 16, there were 488,000 cases of workplace stress reported in the UK. Wow. And a third to half of us will experience stress, anxiety at some point in our working lives. So problematic workspace, workspaces undoubtedly wreak havoc with our mental health. Yeah, those are some pretty alarming statistics. What is it exactly about working environments that are contributing to mental health problems? So this can be a whole host of factors. Um, looking at workplaces specifically, it's a mix of unhealthy cultures, lack of personal space, um, hot desking, um, impossible mm. timeframes and toxic sort of general working relationships. They all weigh, weigh down and amalgamate um, and then weigh down in employee well-being. So to what extent is pharma joining in in the movement of improving things? How are they looking at solutions to minimize or alleviate unhealthy work cultures? Yeah, so thankfully we're seeing some really positive examples of progress in the pharmaceutical industry. So some companies have been collaborating with charities on initiatives like the Rethink Mental Illness and um, more famously the Minds Time to Change campaign. Um, which you might have heard of. Um, yeah. This campaign is aiming to end stigma and discrimination and reportedly has seen an overwhelming 95% positive impact from it, the initiative. So Novartis um, Lundbeck have both signed the pledge committing to make changes um, in their approaches to mental health support at work. Yeah, it's really good to hear about them getting involved in campaigns like that. Um, I'd also like to go back to what you were t what you were saying earlier about the sort of business reasons, the slightly more... Um, company orientated reasons why they might get involved in initiatives like this yeah of course so one of the key stake stakeholders that people forget about are finance departments who have actually been calling for recognition so this is evidence that caring about mental health is pure and good business sense um, it called mental health causes absenteeism of course and um, it's the leading cause of sickness um, from work in the UK which is responsible for 30% more absences than anything else and these are the people who have taken the time off never mind never mind the ones who are in and who aren't working at their optimum absenteeism is bad but presenteeism costs the workplace 1.8 times more and reportedly 95% of people who are calling in sick of stress will give a different reason um, this doesn't mean that giving employees time off is always the go-to answer. Yes, time away. Um, seeing a doctor can be absolutely the right antidote. But it shouldn't be the first point of call. And we need to begin to know about how to have these kind of conversations, not just outside the workplace, but in it as well. Yeah, I think it's really important for both employees to feel like they can have these conversations in the workplace and also for managers to feel that they can have these conversations with employees. Um, I think that whole circle of trust um, is a very important thing to establish. Mm, exactly. And if pharma continues to embrace these kind of small changes in the workplace, they will undoubtedly see a huge impact that the kind of impact that it can have on productivity and in turn just overall employee morale and happiness. So it's definitely a long journey ahead to complete transparency, but um, pharma's demonstration of commitment to change is really encouraging and definitely a big step in the right direction. I completely agree. Um, thanks for a great discussion, Michaela. On that optimistic note, uh, thank you for joining me as well. Um, and thank you to all of you for listening. Um, if you are struggling with mental health, there are places you can call or go to for confidential and anonymous support. 
these are charities such as Mind, The Samaritans, Anxiety UK, Sane and Calm. They're all really good resources. So if you do need to, please do check them out. Um, that's all we've got time for today. But if you do want to see the recent article we published on farmers' internal duty of care, as well as the rest of our content from the most recent issue of Gold, you can head to our website at www.emg-gold.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next time on the EMG podcast.